Hello, people in podcast land, and welcome back to episode 110 of the Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Evan, and today we're talking about calming back pain down and then how to build it back up again. Welcome to the Back Pain Podcast with Rob and Dave, the only show geared specifically to help educate you about your back pain. We talk to the experts to bust the myths, break down the science, and give you all the top tips for living pain-free. So, if you're driving to work, tidy in the house, or even laid up at home in pain, we have something for everyone. So, welcome back to the Back Pain Podcast. Now, caveat, there's a little bit of swearing in this episode, so if you are listening with kids, maybe consider putting some headphones on. So, calm shit down, build shit back up again. Now, this quote gets banded quite a few times or banded around quite a lot. And I think we've even mentioned it on the podcast before. And this is what Greg Lehman tweeted quite a few years ago now as his, quote, treatment in a crude nutshell. Now, I think of this a lot when I talk to patients about the reasons for the back pain. I might not use this specific phrase, but it kind of underpins a lot of how I focus what I'm doing with patients with back pain. Now, when patients come to see us, they're often looking for a cause or something to pin down their pain on, which is totally understandable. However, in more times than not, there isn't a specific target or reason that someone or you are having an episode of back pain right now. You might want to scan, showing something that the pain can be blamed on. Again, and when the pain is very debilitating, it's totally understandable and normal. You want to see a problem that's the reason you're suffering so much. And it can be demoralizing to hear that there actually isn't often one. And if this isn't explained well enough, it can be misleading or misunderstood as, well, it's all in your head or you're making it up, which is very, very rarely the case. And in fact, almost never the case. Pain is very real whenever you're experiencing it. Now, to us as medical professionals, not having a serious cause of back pain is a good thing. Having nothing sinister or seriously wrong, which may warrant a surgical referral, is very good news. It means you're safe to continue doing what you should be doing, be that sport or exercise, activities or um, anything you do on a daily basis. Now, whilst these might be painful or even really bloody sore, it's safe to do. So how do we treat back pain if we don't know what the cause is? So having this so-called non-specific low back pain, whilst it's a horrible term, doesn't mean we have no idea what is causing the pain. It simply means we just can't nail it down to one specific structure. So treatment targets are aimed at the entire body or the whole back. If you are doing an exercise you know, for your lower back, we know we can't isolate that to a specific joint or a specific muscle. But any exercise that we do or any movement that we do targets the whole lower back, the, do- the joints, the discs, the muscles and the nerves all together. We can't isolate one of these specific structures. Now, this brings us back to the fundamentals of how we approach this. Calm shit down build shit up. So how do we calm shit down? So firstly, this means looking at what seems to be aggravating your pain. Is that a particular exercise, a particular movement or an activity that you might be doing which is aggravating it? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean stopping. It might just mean adapting or changing it to something that's more manageable. For example, I spoke with a patient last week who had some back pain when she did walking lunges in a, during a gym session. So she was walking around the gym, holding a weight across her chest, doing some lunges. Now, this doesn't mean she can never go back to the gym or CrossFit again or ever do walking lunges again. However, we quickly realized by adapting the movement, she could do a backwards lunge or a backward standing lunge or a split squat and it caused much lower levels of pain. It was still a little bit uncomfortable, but the pain levels were much 
less i they didn't flare up her pain significantly previously after she said after doing some a set of a few walking lunges she usually then wasn't able to continue doing the session afterwards it'd be quite achy afterwards and continue whereas a reverse lunge or a split squat caused a little bit of local discomfort but she could continue working out it didn't stop her doing anything and it wasn't significantly achy for the rest of the day so now we know that when a gym workout called for walking lunges, she could simply swap it for a backwards lunge instead or a split squat. Another really common example is patients who have pain when they're getting up in the morning. Most people, when they have back pain in the morning, is usually a pretty pretty miserable time. You can be quite sore, you can be really stiff or really bloody sore. However, some exercises in bed first thing in the morning before getting up and putting weight on your legs can be really beneficial. Even if that eases the pain and stiffness by 10%, it might allow you to do a bit more initially or be just you know, generally less unhappy and miserable which is what the pain does to us um, especially early doors and there are many other ways which we can calm pain down this might mean increasing something you're not currently doing increasing movement walking swimming using ice or heat or hot shower or a bath maybe even speaking to the gp or pharmacist for some pain some painkillers it's also really important to understand that there are many stresses that can make pain worse. And these don't always have to be physical stresses or activity stresses. There are many psychological and emotional stresses that can aggravate and contribute to our pain. These might be worry, anxiety, depression, stress, and sleep. It's very normal when a patient has an episode of pain and they're not understand or they're not sure why. It can be linked back to a very stressful period in their life. Initially, they just moved house. They had a very difficult time at work. They sadly had a bereavement or they just had a new baby or something like that, you know, which uh, again, if anyone's had any baby knows that's probably one of the most stressful periods of your life in many, in many cases. So understanding that these things will play a big role is really, really important. And any good therapist should help you come to the realization that these things can play a part too. So techniques to improve these, it might be mindfulness, meditation or relaxation and other techniques to calm down these non-physical stresses. Reassurance from healthcare professionals who hopefully will have the time to discuss this and these issues around pain and your back pain and what you can do will also help massively. Sometimes we hear from patients, I simply feel better just not knowing that something is seriously wrong. That's reassurance. And that is so beneficial when someone doesn't know what the pain is. Pain is worrying and scary, full stop, whatever the pain is. Even as a healthcare professional, when you have pain, your mind automatically goes to things which are seriously wrong, totally normal. Working on sleep quality is another thing which I discuss a lot with patients. You know, how's your quality of sleep? Is there anything you can do to improve your sleep quality? Sleep is so important for recovery. So if your sleep is piss poor at the moment, you know, or has been for a long time, is there anything which we can, you can do to change it? We know the effects of caffeine after 12, after 12 lunchtime, 12 o'clock p.m., a.m., 12 p.m., um, are, are, can be detrimental to sleep. You know, we know that, you know, sitting on social media in bed for hours and hours before you go to sleep, again, is not going to be a good time. Temperature in the bedroom, light in the bedroom, all these things which we can do to improve sleep quality can be simply and quickly addressed. So then what about building shit back up again? What does this mean? So, well, off the bat, it sounds like we need to make you physically stronger. Now, whilst this isn't a bad idea, there are many huge benefits to resistance and strength training, but physical loading is only one element of this, and we'll come back to that in a second. Building up your back might help you cope, or build, sorry, excuse me again, building you back up might mean helping you cope better with your pain. Understanding there isn't anything seriously wrong is a really good way to start this. Knowing you have a green light to move and exercise or go about your daily tasks and aren't going to cause any long-term damage is very good. There are also many philosophical or meditation techniques to allow improved coping around pain. The ancient Roman Stoics, when struck with pain, used to meditate on questions to allow them to improve their coping. 
They used to ask themselves, what would, I what would I admire in someone who is suffering as I do? Or what traits has nature given me to allow me to cope with this pain? In some of the more difficult or challenging situations, you can ask yourself, am I doing everything possible to help myself right now? And meditating on this for 10 minutes might give you, or hopefully will give you an answer. There might not be an answer that you want to hear, but it will definitely give you an answer. So what about physical loading and exercise? Well, many people are scared of exercising when they have pain. Understandable. When something is incredibly painful, the thought of going to a gym or a class is scary, it's terrifying. But physical exercise doesn't or shouldn't be too painful. It can simply be bed or sofa-based exercises or easy Pilates type exercises just to get the back used to doing some work. This gentle load or stress through these structures in the lower back will help to get these muscles and joints moving. It help them adapt to these stresses and load and get a bit stronger as a consequence. My aim with any given exercise is not to aggravate it too much. It's always aiming to keep it within acceptable limits. And I have this discussion with patients and I'll say, yeah, nothing should be making the pain worse. I don't mind pain that's making it a bit sore. If that soreness is totally manageable, that's fine. Now, in some cases, we'll dial it down further than that. But as a general caveat, that's how I use. So if an exercise is too sore, then we can just simply adapt it. We can make it easier. We can do less reps, less frequency. We can do it less times a day. We can do a slightly easier version of an exercise. You know, if we look at some simple exercises, such as a single leg glute bridge is an, is an exercise I give to a lot of patients. What happens if we do a double leg bridge? What happens if we just push into the floor and don't even lift your bottom up into the air? There are lots of ways to make an exercise easier. So if you've been given exercises by someone and they're causing pain or you're not sure about them, Talk to the person who's given you them. There are lots of adaptations. If you're in a gym class and an exercise is causing a bit of pain or discomfort, talk to the instructor or talk to one of the personal trainers. There are lots of different versions which they can do to encourage you to do some exercise. Just because one exercise hurts doesn't mean that all exercise and movements are going to cause some pain or discomfort. So that kind of covers how I personally use this modality as methodology in treatment, how we calm shit down and build shit up when we're managing pain. And this goes for not just back pain, but many ailments that we see in clinic, whether that's knee pain, shoulder pain, sports injuries, post-surgical rehab, calming it down and building it back up again. So I really hope that helps. I hope that helps you understand the approach that many healthcare professionals will be using when it comes to treating you in pain. And we've spoken to many different healthcare professionals who will be using very similar approaches, but they might just be calling it different things. So I said, it's treatment in a very crude nutshell, um, as quoted by Greg Lehman. So thank you for putting that out there. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Um, we've got some really exciting episodes coming up dedicated to whiplash. We've got an episode next week dedicated all to ACL injuries of the knee. Um, so slightly different one, but all around if you or anyone you know has had an ACL injury or a, or a catastrophic knee injury um, or a bad knee injury, then we have some a brilliant guest coming on next week to discuss all around how you can get back to full strength. As always, we've been the Back Pain Podcast. And if you are struggling with back pain or know someone who's struggling with back pain who needs to hear this, please, please share this with them. It means the world to us that so many people share our episodes with their patients, their friends, their family members. Um, it really shows that we're, what we're putting out there is um, useful to you. And if you're struggling with back pain and just really want to talk to someone about it, head on over to our website, www.thebackpainpodcast.com and head on over to our provider map. We've added three new providers this week, all people who are experts at helping you with your back pain from chronic, from chronic pain points and many different levels of expertise. Um, so head on over to the website, pop in your postcode and you can find someone who is tried and tested and approved by us to help you beat pain. But no, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on episode 111, the next episode. I've been Rob Bevan. This has been the Back Pain Podcast. Over and out. Over and out.